Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Fire and fury or let's make a deal. Would the real Donald Trump please stand up? And his name's not on the ballot, but it might as well be in one race everyone's watching today, just as new polls signal trouble in Trump country. This is the State of America tonight. I think we're making a lot of progress. I really believe that it makes sense for North Korea to come to the table. President Trump is sounding a bit optimistic. No fire and fury rhetoric on this Asia trip so far. The United States stands prepared to defend itself and its allies if need be. The final stage of the race for governor of Virginia has turned into a political slugfest. I think a lot of people are watching and they're looking at Virginia to see what direction we go in. Virginians that I'm talking to in a governor's race in an off-off election year, very focused on Virginia. Hello everyone, I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America. Tonight, two major tests for President Trump today, one at home, one abroad. Let's start overseas, where Trump is preparing to give likely his most important speech of his entire trip to the Asia-Pacific region. And it's all about North Korea. How can anyone forget, of course, the colorful language President Trump has used toward the rogue regime in the past? Oh, you would like a walk down memory lane? Sure, here you go. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. So if that is President Trump, then who is this Donald Trump that we heard from then today? We have many things happening that we hope, we hope, in fact, I'll go a step further, we hope to God we never have to use. With that being said, I really believe that it makes sense for North Korea to come to the table and to make a deal that's good for the people of North Korea and the people of the world. I do see certain movement, yes, but let's see what happens. Come to the table? But isn't this the same President Trump that tweeted just last month that Rex Tillerson, his secretary of state, was, quote unquote, wasting his time trying to negotiate with rocket man Kim? Okay, well, while you try to recover then from that whiplash, Democrats back at home say they don't believe it. 
administration. You look at the totality of everything he said on North Korea, I don't have very high hopes that he will be able to maintain the discipline that he's shown in the last few hours of his trip. Frankly, everything that he has said, everything that he's tweeted so far has endangered American lives. Both of those are our men and women in uniform in the region. There's approximately uh, 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 you know, a total of 80,000 of them, as well as uh, civilians on both sides of the border. So you may not be so she may not be buying it, but Republicans say they like what they're hearing. He's uh, developing consensus of support out there with regard to North Korea and opening doors for a non-kinetic solution to this thing. I mean, we've got to find a way to get through here. And while they all will be watching and listening very closely to the president's big speech to South Korean parliament, it seems no one will be watching and listening more closely than the North Korean leader himself. They will be listening to the president's words. Words do matter, but they're also watching the actions of the United States. And they say with joint naval drills underway and even bigger drills set to begin in the coming days with three U.S. aircraft carrier strike groups, the message from the United States is very clear and they're ready to send a clear message of their own. So there is that. Now to the next test, the one back here at home. It may come as a shock to all of you, but it is actually election day in America. From the West Coast to the East, voters are heading to the polls. One person's name not on the ballot today, Donald J. Trump. One person's name that might as well be on the ballot today, Donald J. Trump. As today marks a real test of just how much political poll the president has one year into his term. Nowhere is that more evident than in the southern state of Virginia, where the tightest, nastiest, and perhaps most watched race this year is playing out for the governor's seat. Democratic Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam, he is taking on longtime Republican operative, former Republican Party chair Ed Gillespie. The same Ed Gillespie that has not appeared with President Trump once during his whole campaign, but still says he and the president are on the same page. If you're going to be governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, you better be able to work with the president of the United States and, and the vice president and the cabinet. So being able to work with the president's always been important for a governor. My opponent has spent the entire campaign attacking the president in the most vicious personal terms. And that's not going to help us if he wins. But fortunately, that's not going to be the case. I can tell you from the momentum and the intensity and the enthusiasm I have seen over the course of the past two weeks in particular, Brian, I honestly believe we're going to win this race today. So while not campaigning together, Trump is clearly not shying away from getting involved. Look no further, of course, than his Twitter feed while he is overseas, tweeting his support for Gillespie and also taking more than a few hits at Northam at the very same time. As for Northam, he has some star power on his side as well. President Obama stumping for him and warning Democrats not to get lazy. Off-year elections, midterm elections, Democrats sometimes y'all 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 get a little sleepy. You get a little complacent, and so as a consequence, folks wake up and they're surprised. How come we can't get things through Congress? How come we can't get things through the state house? Because you slept through the election. We'll see how many people are sleeping tonight. So how important is the race really to President Trump, you ask? Well, it's just one state and it's an off year and it's not even for a federal office. So what gives? Well, listen. 
He understands that if Democrats, even on a smaller election like today, sweep all the high-profile contests uh, and, and there isn't a big uh, high-profile Republican victory, that that's a really bad headline for him and his party heading into 2018. So, tests at home and tests abroad. It's starting to look like this one, this could turn into one very big all-nighter for President Trump. It is a good thing, then, that he has told everyone that he has one of the greatest memories of all time. No, I am not going to run that soundbite for you again. Maybe I will tomorrow. All right, let's take our great memories and head back overseas. The president's high-stakes speech right now in the middle of his high-stakes trip. But with the surprising new tone coming from the president toward North Korea, which president should folks be expecting tonight? Sarah Murray is in Seoul, South Korea. She's got all the answers for us. So, Sarah, what are folks expecting from this speech? And what's the White House saying? Well, Kate, White House officials are saying the president is going to try to put the North Korean conflict in historical context. He's, of course, going to talk up the importance of the alliance between the U.S. and South Korea and talk about countries like China, countries like Russia, that he believes should be putting more pressure on North Korea to further isolate this nuclear country. But these are the points the president has been making since he took office. I think the real thing people are going to be watching for is what tone do we get from Trump? Do we get the kind of tone we get from him stateside, where he's taunting Kim Jong-un, calling him little rocket man? and lobbing these threats of fire and fury? Or do we get the kind of tone that we saw here in Seoul when President Trump was next to President Moon and he gave this much rosier view of diplomatic efforts? And when he talked about U.S. military might, he talked about it as a last resort and essentially said, God forbid uh, we ever have to use this. So I think that's what people will be looking for very closely as President Trump addresses the National Assembly today. No, stand by to stand by. My favorite line that I use almost every day. Great to see you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Everyone will be watching that speech coming up. Coming up for us, from fire and fury to let's make a deal, folks. President Trump's big shift toward North Korea. New strategy? If so, will he stick to it? The panel will decide. And that is next. Anything happened on the way to South Korea? President Trump seems to leave his usual fiery rhetoric toward North Korea back at home. Gone is little rocket man. No more fire and fury. Instead, a somewhat traditional, dare I say, diplomatic request for North Korea to come to the table. Good? Bad? Smart? Dangerous? Or are you indifferent? You're not allowed to be indifferent. The panel tonight, Nan Hayworth is here, a former Republican member of Congress and a member of the Board of Directors for the Independent Women's Forum. Margaret Hoover is a CNN political commentator, and she worked in the George W. Bush White House. Caitlin Huey Burns is a national political reporter at Real Clear Politics. And Karine Jean-Pierre is a senior advisor at MoveOn.org. She served in the Obama White House. Let's get to it, friends. Margaret, what Trump do you believe? Fire and fury, Trump, or we're making progress, Trump, on this front? Here's the challenge is I'm that sure. both, both are actually Trump. And what happens is Trump unattended, late at night, early morning <laughs> tweeting, is Rocket Man Trump. Wait, but whose right? time zone? Right? Whose but, time zone are but we But right now, <laughs> Donald Trump has, you know, the most skilled negotiators, advisors, and geopolitical experts around him organizing and orchestrating a highly choreographed, incredibly important, high-stakes international trip, which 
has to be a success for him, not just politically, but geopolitically. Yeah. And so he is, um, in the words of Bob Corker, uh, the daycare center is on full alert right now. <laughs> and, and, and not t- truly, he, there is actually very little room for error right now, and I think President Trump knows that. And so Rocket Man, which really was from his heart and was sort of bombastic and flippant and last minute, yeah. is off the table right now. Off the table for right now. How long is, of course, a question. But we have, I, I was thinking about this today when we were seeing a change in tone from the president. We've seen a change in tone from the president before on issues like DACA recipients, on issues like working with Democrats, on a multitude of issues. But from those examples, does that tell us anything about this change in tone? Well, I was thinking about kind of how he's handled diplomacy just in these past few months. And remember when he was talking very tough on China during the campaign and even in the beginning of his presidency, and then kind of backed away a little bit when he was trying to establish a relationship with the uh, Chinese president. He has established a good relationship with the Japanese prime minister who he met with yesterday. When it comes to South Korea, he did come under fire before for tweeting about how South Korea isn't doing enough. And I think Margaret's exactly right. He's in this kind of orchestrated environment. He didn't go to the DMZ for a reason on this trip so as not to kind of provoke people. But I think as soon as he returns stateside, we've seen him, um, you know, pick up the phone again. Interestingly enough, he won't have access to Twitter while he's in China. Um, so because that will China be, doesn't allow it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so we might see a different pace there. But I, think I don't this, actually know what I, we're all going to do. I think this do. is temporary for now. <laughs> well, Nan, what, yeah. what, what's your take on this? I mean, sure. no one knows exactly what the president is planning for this speech or what the president is planning and really what he thinks U.S. policy is toward North Korea. A lot of folks want to see more on what his policy is. But is there a political risk back home to softening his tone to be more traditionally Republican and diplomatic? I mean, I've heard from a lot of Republican lawmakers it might feel a little, what's the word we always use? Unconventional, but it's doing something different with how Trump has dealt with North Korea. This feels like traditional. Well, I think the president is, you know, we know how Google's developing a quantum computer. The president is practicing quantum politics. Basically, he is Schrodinger's president. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Just like I have no idea what a quantum computer is. I'll explain, you know, Schrodinger's cat. One minute it's in one position, but simultaneously it's in an alternative. The president practices a range of of rhetoric because he knows that there are moments when he has to be tough and there are moments when he has to be diplomatic. What he's doing in this process is also steadily building our economic and military strength. You, you believe that it's both Trump? You believe both Trump? I do. I, I, I absolutely okay. do, Kate. And I don't mean to say that they are contradictory, but they are two sides of the same coin. He is driving towards uh, what ultimately he hopes to be a peaceable solution, a diplomatic solution. But he has to make clear that we are willing to use the might that we have. And he's building that might. That's where the credibility comes from. So that when he says, look, I have no patience for this or that behavior from the North Korean dictator, they know that he is serious. And our allies know that he is serious. Here's one thing. I feel the military options today are the same military options as a year and a half ago when Obama was president. They're the same military options that have been on the table Donald Trump likes to talk about them but, a little bit more, but this, they're the same military options. Yes, I will agree. Repu- Republican, and that's why I asked you, Republicans mm-hmm. have not liked how Obama dealt with any foreign policy issue, but this sounds more towards an Obama foreign policy. Well, 
I, what I what I will say is, as I understand it, uh, there is a, a range of options, tools in the tool belt, if you will, mm -hmm. that the Obama administration simply chose not to deploy that have more to do with the soft power behind the scenes, leveraging leveraging China, truly. And we have said okay. leveraging China for years and years and years. But You're there not, are we're not just talking we military options, done. we're talking soft power. Okay. Right. right. Okay. And that, 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 that this administration is using, finally, that were actually never deployed in the Obama administration. Korean missile defense yeah. systems in South Korea. Korean, including. Which, do you believe both Trumps? Look, I'm, at, I'm really excited that Donald Trump is not himself right now while he's abroad. It's really good to see because pr before this, we, he was basically setting us on a, on a uh, path for a potential war with the horrible, dangerous rhetoric that he was, he was espousing with North Korea. And also, we have to think about these millions of lives that he was putting at risk at, as well. I think the thing is, how long will this last? I think that's why Democrats are very kind of suspicious because in the past, we've seen it doesn't last more than 24 well, hours. And Getting to the point of lives at risk, Democrats are now calling for an accounting, essentially, of what um, what a war with a preemptive strike with a ground invasion with, you know, in North Korea, what the cost of that actually would be, a human toll and the actual financial cost of it. Do you think the president should be required to lay that out? I think he should be very aware of it and, and act as if that truly exists. We saw what happened with Iraq when, when the president then was not honest to the American people and the consequences that it led to us, led, led, to, led for us, our country then. So, yeah, I think that he needs to act, at least act as if, because there is no military solution to this. It has to be diplomacy. But when it comes down to it, the, the tools are in the tool belt for a reason, because they're real, it's a real threat. But... Trump ran and won on the promise that he would not telegraph his military moves, Margaret. So can, can both of these... I really promise that in the context of Afghanistan, really. Afghanistan I feel like on everything, though. Right. If, when he doesn't want to answer a question about something, he'll say, why am I going to give away the why secrets? Why am I going to give because it away? Then you'll know what I'm going to do. You wait and see, or I'll let you know soon. And that's a lot of... That's the same could be said for North Korea. Kate, I think that accounting demand is actually uh, dovetails right into their attitude about tax reform. I think they want to use it as an argument to say, hey, we shouldn't be lowering taxes because look how much a war might cost. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's also it's a political statement about uh, their feeling about the I mean, I spoke, with, I spoke with an Iraq war veteran, Tammy Duckworth, who said she's like, one, we all know she's not a dove. She says if we, if 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 oh, if, yeah. if the situation, if the reality requires a war with North Korea, I think it should be spelled out what that looks like to the American people. Yeah, She's I, I think the president should. I think you're exactly right. The president should know. And because yeah. the president ran on withdrawing U.S. presence from around right. the world, right? Yeah. I mean, he so explicitly kind yeah. of campaigned on this idea that we are involved in way too much. Now, you know, with the serious strikes, we saw him kind of make the public argument, uh, for example. And I think he can do that. I think his his supporters will go with that if it's through a national He's security not lens. He really make the but, public argument. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be clear, yeah. like yeah. children yeah. dying of poison. No, it's an unbearable right. cost. Like, but I'm still not sure. Are we? I mean, it's a are we, It's tens of thousands. But when it comes to Diplomacy yes. with North Korea, moving off the military. Are we at the Gnocchi table or is Rex still wasting his time? I'm still not clear. We're back to the negotiating table. We're hoping to get him to the negotiating table. I That's could, what the president is telling I actually think Rex Tillerson is winning the debate right now because of how we've been seeing it. You might need to tell Rex Tillerson. <laughs> he might not know what he Stand by and check your calendars, folks. It is election day in America. Why one state has the whole political universe buzzing and a traveling president tweeting. What's on the line? What does this test mean for the White House? The panel returns.
For governor, there's a clear choice. Ralph Northam wants to take down Virginia's Civil War monuments. I will do everything that I can to remove the statues at the state level. Remove the statues at the state level. Ralph Northam will take our statues down. Ed Gillespie will preserve them. I'm for keeping them up, and he's for taking them down. And that's a big difference in November. That is what's playing out on television screens all across one key southern state today. The South is known for its manners and civility, but not when it comes to politics. Just, just ask Virginia. The race for governor has become a knockdown, drag-out battle between the Republican and the Democrat there. And Donald Trump is right smack dab in the middle of it all. Why, you ask? We'll explain. The panel is back. Margaret, why is this such a race to watch? Why is this such a test of political pull of the president? The president hasn't been anywhere near Virginia. Uh, the Republican nominee has taken on Trump-like characteristics and positions without having the president come anywhere near him, without right. having the president come. And, and the question is, uh, Ed Gillespie, who had formerly, in a, in a former life where a former Republican Party of sort of a modern reform Republican Party existed, uh, almost won a, a statewide race there last election cycle. And this time, if he squeaks it out, ekes it out, it will be because he has dropped those reform Republican instincts yeah, and like adopted that, right? a Trump mantle uh, without having Donald Trump go there. And so he'll have walked a very fine line towards the governorship. At the same time, Democrats have totally, national Democrats have completely fallen away from this candidate. And, and so it says just as much about the strength of the Democratic Party nationally, I think, as it does the Republican Party, which is why everybody is looking at the tea leaves in this race. Do you mm -hmm. see this? Caitlin, is this more Donald Trump didn't feel the need didn't want to go campaign for Ed Gillespie, or Ed Gillespie says, you know what, I don't think I really need you here right now. Yeah, I yeah. think it is a little bit of both, but more <laughs> towards the latter, because yeah, he has absolutely. been trying to walk this fine line, and that's why every Republican that I talk to says that if, if Gillespie pulls this out, this will be a playbook for Republican yeah, candidates absolutely. running in, in states and districts where the president is unpopular, but you need his voters. And you played those, those uh, commercials, uh, Ed Gillespie has really tapped into the cultural and economic anxieties in the state, and that's aimed certainly at Trump voters, but I think those issues resonate with a broader Republican electorate. Um, and, and you look at the polling, I mean, the Confederate issue in Virginia, taking down the statues, is uh, taking down the statues is a very unpopular position with the broader electorate. And so I think that's also pretty interesting. But Corrine, I mean, it was a Democratic governor, obviously, that will be leaving office. Obama won the state twice. Hillary Clinton won the state, beat, beat Trump there. Yep. This sure looks like a race for the Democrats to lose. What is, I mean, and, and Ralph Northam is, yeah. he's being too nice. Yeah, it, so it's, it, it, it's really interesting because I've been thinking about this race. So I was in the White House in 2009 when then we had a New Jersey and Virginia race. We lost those yeah. two. There was also the Senate race when after Ted Kennedy passed away <laughs> in Massachusetts. And we lost. It is definitely a referendum on Donald Trump, just like it was a referendum on President Obama in 2009. So that's so that is that is really key, which is why I think Donald Trump is really curious about this race and really focused on it. Um, but you're right. This is I actually think this is a race North that be running away. With but this that's right what now? That, I was going to get to that point. Yeah, this is a race that for, we Democrats should be winning. And I think what happened is he allowed Northam allowed Gillespie to to take the messaging away from him. He 
took that and ran away. And when I, I teach a class at Columbia, and I tell my students all the time, rule 101, you can't let the other side define you. Mm. And that's what he's allowed to do. But, you know, I think that, uh, I think he'll be able to squeak it through, but it should have been, it should not have been a squeaker. Ed Gillespie, does, in any way does it seem that Donald Trump is a liability in this race? Nan, do you see that? Uh, I I think Ed Gillespie is quite deliberately running his own race because uh, Virginia has a polyglot Republican uh, electorate. You know, they're suburban Republicans who probably uh, feel that certain aspects of the president's approach really don't jibe necessarily with theirs. So, but they know that Ed is is a compatriot. But those who uh, supported the president more strongly. Uh, I think uh, have heard uh, the the uh, reassurances from Ed Gillespie that he's not running a culture war against them. Now, mm-hmm. I would certainly take issue with the statues, Ed, God knows, but I think the Democrats did themselves a, a severe disservice by running uh, that very inflammatory ad with a truck chasing uh, children of color. It wasn't an orthopedic ad, it was actually... No, it was a, a Latin, group. I know. It was a honestly, Latina, when it comes down to it, everyone kind of thinks it's the Latino same thing. Group, so, but, short answer is, I think you just said, yes, you think Trump was a liability. And I predict Ed Gillespie... I predict Ed Gillespie's going to win, actually. Oh, there you go. Make a prediction. I'm not saying that because They always come back to bite you. Look at the clock. It's ticking up. Day 292 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. I'm not sure if Margaret was excited or not when she just <laughs> rolled her neck like she just stretch out for the big game. Great to see you all. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>